0: Enjoy the show. Welcome to today's episode and today we're going to share some tips on how to overcome imposter syndrome. But before we get onto that, we want to say a big thank you to our latest Kofi supporters and they are Rachel Redding. She says, "Thanks for everything you do. I love the group Prompts and Podcasts. They're ace." Also, Joanna Brown. Thank you so much, Joanna. Penny Vowler, and Marcia Furman. We really appreciate the support. Not only does it help us with the cost of running
1: Kicking the Creatives, which helps keep us doing what we do, but it also shows that you like what we're doing. So thank you for that. And we've also got a review on iTunes and it says, great for binge listening. It says, I've just discovered this podcast a few weeks ago. I've been busy listening all to all of them back to the beginning. They're all great and I find myself chuckling under my breath while listening at work. Keep it up. And that's from Bella Weller 4. Bella (laughs) Weller. From USA. Do you know though, I can't imagine binge
0: listening to us, can you imagine? No, no. It's bad enough us binge listening to us, isn't it? Yeah, I think I'd rather cut my own ears off actually. (laughs) Like bang off. (laughs) Okay, and we also want to thank everyone who's been sharing their work with us on social media. Um, oh, so much, as always, has caught my eye. Esther Arroyo, she's been doing the August Trio Challenge and she's been doing some um, gorgeous alla prima paintings of fruit. Have you seen them? They look like you could yes, get them I up have. and eat yes. them. They are yeah. lovely, aren't they? Um, <clears throat> this one's harder to pronounce. Valeria Holodjnyak- Hopefully I've, I'm so sorry if I've pronounced that wrong, but she's been doing the KICK365. And you must have seen these as well. They're tiny, they're like tiny cutout drawings. um, And they're like she stands them up I think she draws them on card sort of stiff card these tiny little drawings she did one like a, of a fish bowl with a little goldfish in it it was so sweet and then I think she must sort of bend the underneath over and stands them up but they are really cute I, they, I don't know what they are but or what they're for other than just being these really lovely little things and I kept thinking god I'd love having some of those just sitting around my my art studio they're really cool if you seen them I think they'd make great greeting cards, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. Really cute. But yeah. these ones, I get the sense that they're only about the size of 50p, maybe. Oh, I don't know. So they're really, well, I think they're really small, but they are adorable. I really love those. Um, Julie Turner, she's been doing the 31 Animals August challenge on toned paper. So she's kind of doing, is it the quick kick, the toned paper, isn't it? And the Animals August sort of all in one. So, and she did one. Oh, it was gorgeous it was one of um like a spread of a polar bear on one half of the spread and a swan on the other one and she they were kind of she'd used this white um on this buff paper but all these other colors in the white and oh the tones and colors were absolutely gorgeous they really sort of popped out from the page have you seen those ones uh yeah they're great i've been watching Mm. those on instagram actually oh amazing what's caught your eye anyway
1: well, I really like the work of Michael David Gessler, and he's on Instagram, and he's mm. been doing Kick365. He shares loads with us, doesn't he? He always shares his drawings with us. Yeah, and I love it. It's some absolutely beautiful watercolour sketches he does, and, yeah. and it's anything from spaceships to landscapes to faces and animals.
0: He's, like, so diverse. Yeah. I do, lo- I do love his spaceships. <laughs> they are great. <laughs> <laughs> I know, because every now and then I see one of his... Um, on instagram and i'm like oh and i quite often share them to our stories because um you know something catches my eye i must share that and i've shared a few of his they are lovely and then also Sue's
1: doodles 75 on instagram and she did this blind contour portrait of an eccentric old woman for facetastic friday and it just got tons of character i absolutely love the facetastic friday challenge on instagram there's just so many great faces and they all look so different
0: it's amazing, isn't it, how one person, you, you know, or several people see one person in such different ways and they find completely different ways of putting them onto paper. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah it's been a it really real, is. really fun to watch that one.
1: I've actually had a, go a couple of goes myself. I think you need to have a go at that as well. <laughs> you like drawing a face. Yeah, I like drawing a
0: face. Yeah,
1: I do. Go on, go for it.
0: Well, the reason I haven't... Be- you know, been joining in with anything like that. It's because I've got some paintings in progress. I've actually got two in progress, so um any spare time I've had, I've been sort of trying to get on with those. Um that's yeah. unusual for you to have two, isn't it? You don't normally work on two at the same time. No, but I'm doing two wine bottle paintings alongside each other. So what I'm doing is I'm doing the first stage on one canvas and then the first stage on the second and then the second stage on the second canvas and so on. And so, for instance, the background I was there. That it's the same, all the sort of same. It's just completely different angles. Um, so a lot of the colours I'll use, perhaps for the background of one, will be in the other. Do you see what I mean? So yeah. I thought I'm going to do it like that this time. Um, I haven't, because Paul and I went away for the weekend. So normally I'd be a lot further on by now, but I haven't actually sort of got back onto them for the last sort of week. Um, but I will be getting onto those again towards the end of this week so anyway that is what's new with me in case you're gonna ask (laughs) and uh, what's new with you well it's funny
1: because I wrote my notes last week so originally we were going to record last Wednesday and it's now a week week after and um, I've actually written here I have nothing to tell you I haven't created anything (laughs) it says in fact I was sitting in the car waiting at the vets and I thought I should have taken my own advice and bought my sketchbook that's what I'd written Well actually that's all changed because I was feeling so jaded from the puppy because he was he started getting us up more than once a night so we were ending up getting up two or three times in the night because of course you never know if he really needs to go out or if he's just you know bored yeah (laughs) Um, so we were so tired and I because of that I just hadn't Felt like I had any energy for drawing. I just didn't want to. Yeah. You know how you get like that sometimes. Yeah. It's a bit of a blocky type thing I guess. So I thought the only way I'm ever going to start creating properly and regularly again is to set myself a challenge. And you know how I love a challenge. You
0: do love a challenge don't you? do. So
1: <laughs> I decided I was going to create myself a 50 abstract faces challenge. So my task between now and the end of September is to create 50 abstract faces. And I've deliberately done it, so it's not, I have to create a face a day. So that way, I can, if I want to, like say one day I just made some backgrounds, but then quite often I'm do- drawing two faces.
0: I see, yes. Yeah. So, so if, you, that, if you do none one day, you'll do two the next, that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, and, and then also like I can spend a day making backgrounds. So, and I it just, it kind of takes the pressure off myself. And you might want to do that. I mean, generally, I'm drawing every day, but it, it, it means that I don't feel so pressured. Yeah. So I, I'm finding that that's working quite well for me. And um, I'm working a bit smaller than I normally would when I work on loose paper. because I normally work, say, either A3 or a square out of A3. Yeah. Um, and I'm, so I'm working A4 at the moment. And I'm actually trying out these... Um, uh mi- mixed media artboards i found these mixed media artboards by sea white Do you know we've both got sea white sketchbooks yeah and it's nice paper isn't it yeah i, I like it but it's that paper so it, it is a cartridge paper that mixed media cartridge paper mm. but it's mounted onto a board and it seems to be able to take quite a lot of wet media mm. and they're relatively cheap for a kind of board as well so i've been using those and Yeah, I'm quite liking those. I've never worked on a a board before.
0: I only like a canvas board for oil painting when I first started. But um Yeah.
1: Yeah, I've heard of watercolor boards as well. Yeah, I mean they're very similar to those, I guess. I've used watercolor Mm. boards and I've got some actually as well. But I like these because they are really smooth. They're Mm. they're smooth like the, you know, the sketchbooks. And I've already love the sketchbooks anyway. But what's great is because normally I'll tape down. The pieces to a board? Yeah. Which which doesn't take long. It only takes minutes. But it means you lose your edge, don't you? So if you've gone A4, you're already slightly inwards because you've taped it down. Yeah. And I just like that you've got the whole board and then you haven't got to worry about it buckling. It's quick and you just like put a thing there. And also if you want to try and do a background... That always makes it go a bit wrinkled, doesn't it? If you're gonna use a mixed yeah. media paper, it's all even however much you try, it goes a little bit wrinkled. Yeah. So yeah, I'm like I'm quite liking those. But I'm I'm using some gum tape as well. I love the gum tape. Yeah,
0: you're right into the yeah. gum tape, aren't you? Yeah. So <laughs> I'm liking that. Anyone yeah, wants so to know why? Listen back to our last episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, so I guess that's all that's new with you is that you're doing this fifty abstract faces, um Mind you, I yeah. mean what else would you possibly have time for? <laughs> no, I oh I am I actually I did start
1: messing about with my website. Because <coughs> I've got um you know I created recreated my art, art website in WordPress because before it was in Wix. Yeah I've done it in. And oh supposedly Wix is this really easy platform and I didn't mm. find it easy at all. So I've I've done it in WordPress, which again isn't easy, but you know, I, I expected that and it's more flexible for me. But I've been trying to Incorporate payment a payment system now, which is this plugin using WooCommerce. So, Blah. I mean that is a bit complicated. So yeah, I'm doing that at the moment.
0: Well, it's funny, isn't it? Because I've got a website of my own, and I've had websites on different platforms. Um, and you actually built our website, didn't you? Because yeah. you wanted to use WordPress, and I've I've not had any experience with WordPress. Yeah. Um, but even when I want to change something on it, like a bit of wording or something, I, I I'm like I am lost. <laughs> it seems it seems so complicated to me. So yeah, I think some of that is probably the theme because you can use different
1: themes on WordPress. Yeah. so it could perhaps be easier if we use a different one. And I'd perhaps <laughs> do it
0: differently if I started again. I might do a different. So
1: you yeah, learn, don't you? As you you go. do as
0: you go, as you go. Um. Yeah. Right, well, I guess we could get on to today's topic, which we could do. is all about imposter syndrome. We actually did an episode on imposter syndrome um, before, but it was really, really early on in episode 10. And um, we thought that now would be a really good time to revisit this subject because Tara and I have got quite good reason to be going through a bit of that ourselves recently. But it's quite funny, isn't it? Because when we spoke about doing another episode on this, we both said, Let's not look back on the notes of the last one because we, you know, we want to approach it as we would now with new information if we've got it. And I haven't actually looked back on the on the episode 10. So I've no idea if we're covering new things or some of the other ones or what. I don't know if you did. Did you?
1: I actually read some of my notes afterwards, after we'd done uh, the bullets. And it was really interesting to to read bits about what I felt imposter syndrome about back then because... Because I was, wasn't was drawing much at the time. It was only mm. when I'd just started, you know, drawing again by hand. And I, and so I was talking about stuff when I was doing graphic design, which was quite weird to read. I'd sort of forgotten.
0: Yeah, so I think they'd probably be quite different episodes. So anybody who desperately wants to know more about this subject, go back to episode 10 um, and listen to that one maybe first. Um So how do you know when you've got imposter syndrome? Well, I think one easy sign is that you feel like you don't deserve the recognition you're getting or that you feel like a fraud. You look at other people in your field and feel inferior somehow. And I think that most of us go through that at times. I suppose you could kind of um, also call it comparisonitis maybe in some way as well. Um, That's part of it, I think. But what you might not realize is that interestingly, imposter syndrome is something you are most likely to experience the better or more successful you become at what you do. So if you have it, it's actually a good sign. It's a good sign that good things are happening. Yeah, it's funny, actually, because... We were talking about
1: how it's, it's now hitting us, this imposter syndrome. Yeah. And that's because we, we were, uh, to, to give a little bit of overview without telling, telling people, is we were presented with this opportunity. We were basically emailed about an opportunity. And we were, so I was especially, so not believing this was real, I actually thought it was a scam email. <laughs> and then you believed that it could be a scam as well, didn't you, when I yeah. told you? Because we were thinking, no. No, this would never happen. And, and I guess it's it's because because we've developed kick and the craters, and we've now got to a point where people are starting to notice. But we didn't feel like it's like we don't feel like we're there yet. I guess it's when you're you haven't quite matched where you've got to. Does that make sense? No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. Yes. Yeah, it's almost like you you've improved a lot,
0: but you're kind of the way you think hasn't reach that level but you know that's interesting though because we spoke about this I think in our last episode where you know you're never going to reach that place that you think you should be do you know what I mean What what is what was that saying I read in a book perfection is always one step ahead of where you already are at least and so it's um it's actually unachievable so I think everyone no matter how how um good they get or whatever or how much good they're doing they always feel like they're a bit of an imposter I mean I remember going to being on that podcast this is obviously way way it's it's actually how we met isn't isn't it you heard me being interviewed on somebody's podcast on um your creative push podcast I remember when Mike asked me and um I I just thought well why would why would he want me why would he invite me on his podcast you know and um and it was actually, my husband said, no, you should do this because I was terrified. And obviously as I was talking, I was thinking, who am I to, who am, who am I to be, you know, expressing any kind of opinion on this podcast or talking about, you know, my journey on this podcast because, um, you know, I'm just, I'm just me. I'm not anyone famous or important And so I, you know, I very much felt like an imposter at that moment. Um, I think the, the most important thing about it is you should never react outwardly to imposter syndrome. That's definitely not a good idea. So even if you have to pretend to be confident and bluff your way through something like that, then that is exactly what you need to do. And that's where the saying fake it until you make it comes in. I guess, you know, it comes from somewhere that saying, doesn't it? You know, and and ultimately, if you don't believe in yourself or at least pretend to on the outside, then nobody else is going to believe in you either. You know, people believe in people who believe in themselves. That's a bit of a mouthful. (laughs) but you know but it is easier said than done you almost have to train your brain to overcome that feeling of doubt and just own your achievements because you know if you're doing something really well then you must have done something right to earn that or if you've got somebody noticing what you're doing well they're noticing you for a reason and I know that in the very early stages of of when I was painting and you know my, my paintings got to a stage where most of them would just turn out how I'd hoped and but I just remember thinking well do you know, I actually remember describing myself to other people who said I was good as a serial fluker <laughs> as more and more paintings you know went how I'd planned I just thought wow another fluke it was almost like I didn't believe it, you know it was the fact that i I was learning and i i knew what i was doing it was it was like oh well you know that's another massive happy accident you know and i think also it can be like a feeling of guilt i don't know do you do you get what i mean by that no i mean i
1: don't feel like guilt sometimes if i do something and i think it's good it feels like it's come from outside myself yeah right it doesn't feel like it's me that actually did it mm. it's a bit of like that muse thing do you know what i mean Go on. <laughs> no, it's a bit like, it's almost like, yes, I'm the one that creates going a bit woo-woo here, and I'm not really being woo-woo. Uh, no, this is very it's, woo-woo it's, for it's you. It's like, <laughs> you, you created something, and you look back at it, and you think, yeah, I didn't correct it, because you think, oh, I quite like it. <laughs> you <laughs> think, I I didn't do that. It's almost like something's been channeled through you, not that I really believe that, you know. Do you know what I mean, though? It's yeah. like, it doesn't feel like it was you that
0: did it. I think you can get into a zone can't you it's such a zone yeah. where you almost like it's a bit like when you're driving <laughs> Yeah, probably, probably yes. why this is probably why I, I totally hands up i'm a terrible driver <laughs> but yeah i can get from a to b and then half of it i think oh god am i here already i don't remember going even yeah down it that is road. and it's like you're on a robot you know like uh, you just totally zone out. And it, and with painting or drawing or whatever creation you do, you can completely zone out. And you can almost think, well, I don't even remember how I did that. Surely I didn't do that. That, was just, that was Yeah, just... it is like that. It's like you look back at the end and think, yeah, I didn't do that. No, my subconscious sort of made me do it, but I don't know. It wasn't really me. <laughs> no, I mean, you, you talking
1: about the serial fluker mm. is quite interesting as well because me and Kevin were having this conversation. And it nothing to do with this podcast, but... We started to talk about... He actually started to put himself down for things. So yeah. he was saying he wasn't very intelligent. And he is. He's very intelligent. But he says, I'm not. I'm not that intelligent. And I said, well, it, it depends who you're measuring yourself against, doesn't it? You know, if you're measuring yourself against the average person, you know, just an average person, then you probably are quite intelligent. If you're measuring yourself against... Einstein. So, yeah. Then you're, no, you're not very intelligent. <laughs> and, it was, and it went on like this. And he says, and, you know, I wasn't a very, I'm not a very good golfer. And I go, well, you are a good golfer. He goes, well, I'm not. Because he's got a good handicap, a decent handicap, but yeah. he's not, not yeah. near the top of the club. Mm. But I said, but again, it depends who you're measuring yourself against. Because there'll be lots of people at your club and think they play against you. they think, oh, Kevin's a good golfer. But then there'll be people who are much better who don't think you are. So it <laughs> yeah. Just, it just, it all depends. <laughs> yeah. The conversation went on and on like this. Uh, it's funny. But yeah, it. I, and I was going, well, I'm not a very good artist then because loads of people sell loads of paintings and I, I don't sell my paintings. I haven't sold my paintings. And then I said, and loads of people have got more followers on Instagram. So therefore I'm not a very good artist.
0: And what was his reply to that? Oh, don't make this about you. <laughs> <laughs> which is quite funny because don't get all sad. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh,
1: yeah. Anyway, let me go go on from what I was supposed to be saying, <laughs> which was if you have imposter syndrome, you might apologise for your work or point out everything that's wrong with it. Instead, what you should be doing is pointing out things that you like about your work or... If you really don't like it, don't share it or just don't say anything. Just put it up. Talk about what you've done, but don't say, I don't like this. Just don't say anything. And I actually did this. I was telling you, wasn't I? Yeah. I like it the yeah. So my 50 abstract f- uh, faces, I've been putting them up. And obviously you like different ones because almost for me, this is almost about me experimenting. It's a bit like me doing that challenge I did before. You remember my find your eyes art style? Yeah. But it's like a step on from that. So yeah. it's now taking the things I like. And so each day I'm, I'm doing things and I'm just messing about and experimenting. And I did one the other day and I thought, oh, my God, that is awful. <laughs> 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 really, I really do not like that. So I thought, oh, just post it anyway. Don't, don't say you don't like it. Just don't say anything about it. Just put the normal stuff about why you're doing the challenge and all this. Anyway, put it up. It's got the most likes out of all of them by twice as much. Wow. I think nearly twice as much as the next one. And it's been saved more times (gasps) than the others. You know, you get things saved. People can save your work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and I'm I'm like, why? (laughs) And and someone said, this is my favourite of what you've done. And I'm like, what? So, it just shows you that if I'd have said... I don't like this, then I'm either either people would have been, oh, I love it, you know, trying to make me feel better or I would have felt like they were trying to make me feel better mm. or people might not have liked it and stuff as much because I would have put doubt in their minds possibly about whether it was any good or not, which is, is kind of weird.
0: It's, yeah, and it raises a question, doesn't it? it? What's most important, whether you love it as the artist or the people love it as the viewers? If you if yeah. you have to pick one, I mean, it's difficult, isn't it? It is, yeah. And I was actually thinking about that the other day because when I saw that people
1: like this, and I thought, well, should I be doing more like that? Mm. You know, um, but obviously, if I don't like it, or do, do you, I... you
0: not? Did you not like it because you weren't confident in it? Because it was totally, it felt no. totally different. You just didn't like it. No, yeah. I just felt I felt like it was very overworked, right?
1: I'd thrown too many colours into it, mm. you know. I know I, I go mad on the old colour, but I just felt like it wasn't... There was no unity. I didn't feel like it was, you know, balanced. Yeah. Colour-wise, not compositionally necessarily. But I'm always really surprised, when, I, and in awe, to be honest, of people on Instagram who have the bottle to say, oh, I love this piece I've created. Yeah. And, and you get people who do that. And I often think... Are they doing it to show confidence and to make people think, oh, yes, it must be amazing, they love it? Mm. Or are they doing it because they genuinely do love it? What do you reckon?
0: I I don't know, is the answer. I don't know. Um, if you take something like, we've spoken about this before, haven't we, like really ultra-modern art, and some of it, you know, there are people out there that who can really, really draw, don't get me wrong, but perhaps they might do something. And I remember going to see... I think it was Tate Modern with my mum. And um on the wall, it was quite funny because on there was one wall, great big wall, and, and on it there was this great big white frame. And um in the centre of this frame, um, uh, which was mounted, but it was the tiniest little drawing that had been drawn on sort of scrap note paper, like somebody's been doodling when they're on the phone. Yeah. Couldn't quite work out what was. It? it looked like it might have been at some kind of drawing of a of like the millennium wheel in biro pen blue biro pen i remember thinking oh maybe that's the millennium wheel but it was like maybe like um you know perhaps like a five-year-old had drawn oh, the millennium right, yeah. wheel right yeah in, in the center of this this thing it had a, a whole wall dedicated to itself and it was by tracy emmon and i just thought that same question applies doesn't it does she believe yes. that that's Really good, or does does do other people believe that's really good because she drew it, or because she
1: says it's really good?
0: Exactly,
1: as she got such self conviction and
0: such self confidence that she has done something it. like that probably in about I don't know five minutes, uh, and and it's now on a London gallery wall worth. Yeah, I'd love
1: to know if if she, if you knew her really well, mm. and if she would ever dare admit it. If she goes, I can't believe people buy that or, <laughs> or
0: if she really does think that what she creates is, you know, yeah. amazing. You know, if somebody else had drawn it and they'd never drawn before and they were trying to draw the millennium wheel, I'd go, oh, brilliant. You, you've you've attempted that and you've got, you know, I can yeah. see what it is, you know. But this is a person who's selling work for thousands of pounds and have incredibly well known i actually do you know what i'm i should look this up i've actually never really looked into trace him i don't actually know if she can draw realistically or, or otherwise tv program
1: or something on her and she was um or it might be on youtube or something and she was doing kind of live drawing type stuff and she actually said people don't realize but i can actually
0: draw yeah i remember her saying that and she could draw but yeah so she can draw yet that is what she's putting out there because maybe that's because what people expect of her so that's become the thing or it's
1: controversial
0: not controversial but it's like raises questions yes Mm. i think so
1: because like say me or you did exactly the same piece yeah and we took that in to somewhere like if we could somehow get a meeting with the curators of the tate modern (laughs) (laughs) um and took that in and said would you hang a piece they'd
0: go no it's a name, uh, I think it's a name, but beh- yeah. once you have a big name, you can get away with anything, can't you? you but know? that's
1: like um, famous people, mm. like, uh, oh, I can't remember, who's a princess, what's her name, married to Andrew?
0: Fergie. Oh, Fergie, <laughs> yeah, so Pr- Fergie. Princess, what's her name? I love yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sarah, Sarah Ferguson, she, Isn't Yeah, it? she had kids
1: books, she wrote kids books, didn't she? And I don't, I, think, know. I don't know if they did well. I assume they did well. But she's now written a novel of some kind. But you're, I always wonder, like, would those books have got printed if she wasn't who she was? Yeah. Because if, uh, yeah. if, if that turns up on your... If you're a, what do they call, like an editor or whatever, and that turns up on your desk, you're going to read that. Whereas if it turns up from me or you, you, it's in your pile of hundreds of others isn't it yeah
0: I agree yeah yeah but going back to what you were saying though about apologizing for your work oh yes and that like like you said that's a a real big symptom of imposter syndrome isn't it all you know I I know it's not very good but and I remember you know I've got a friend who's a really talented artist and I remember she's not the what she's not overly and she's she would be the first to admit this she's not great at or she certainly wasn't great at um like marketing herself at all and like website stuff and that she's not like hot on stuff like that but um you know I said to her you need to you need to really put yourself out there on Facebook your stuff is amazing so show it you know and I remember I remember telling her off because one day she put she put a um A painting up that she'd done and she said not everyone's cup of tea I know but and to be honest I don't even know what the rest said I was so I and I straight away I got onto a text and I said can you take that post down (laughs) you need to not put that you've got to say oh look what I've done (laughs) Yeah, Even the if people you don't who it's not their cup it, of tea, yeah. Even if you don't feel it, the minute somebody looks at that and thinks, oh, I like that, and then they go, oh, the artist clearly doesn't like it, so why would I ever want to buy something the artist doesn't like? There must be something wrong with it, you know. So, yeah, don't do not do that. Like Tara said, point the stuff out that you love about it and definitely don't... Or keep your mouth shut. Or say nothing,
1: yeah. 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 But that as well, saying not everyone's cup of tea. I mean, the people whose cup of tea it wasn't anyway are just... Going to ignore
0: it exactly, yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. yeah. so you don't need to say that. She doesn't all. do that anymore, yeah. <laughs> doesn't she? I don't. No, she she doesn't apologize for her work anymore. Oh, good. No.
1: Anyway, you were going to talk about your art in a magazine, weren't you? Well, yeah, well? that
0: was the next point I was going to make. How on earth did you know? Did you? See I my don't bullet? know. Did you see my bullet <laughs> point? <laughs> yeah, um, I remember feeling weirdly embarrassed the first time my art was published in a magazine. And I just thought, well, you know, who am I to have my stuff published? I just felt like I was being exposed as this kind of like fraud. Do you know what I mean? And at the same time, though, I felt proud as well. But then what was the weirdest thing about it was that feeling of pride made me think even more that if I feel proud to be in a magazine then I can't really be good enough to be in it otherwise why would I feel proud of it it's really strange how our minds work isn't it it I mean it's been published several more times in magazines since then and I I, you know now I, I don't feel that way I just think oh that's you know that's nice yeah, another yeah. one for my mum to go looking for in the shops <laughs> and buy. <laughs> Actually, we got a message the other day, didn't we? Oh, yeah, what... it was lovely, was not it? <clears throat> yeah, we got a message from somebody who had come across, they'd discovered Kicking the Creatives um, by, they'd gone to a flea market. She'd picked up an old copy of Leisure Painter magazine and, um, you know, most people just chuck magazines away, don't they? But obviously, this whoever it was felt, Oh, I'll sell it. Maybe it was because we were inside it, Tara. What do you think? Maybe, yeah, <laughs> far too good to, to throw away. It, we? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, she wrote this lovely message to say that she discovered it because we had done in this magazine this, um, like this challenge was it a month's challenge of doing something creative every yeah. day or something? Yeah, and she said she'd shared it with. Like, I think it was her mum and her sister and, play, and people like that. And um, they'd all really enjoyed doing this this challenge. And I thought that was a really nice message to receive because that was a long time ago now. Do you reckon about five years ago? Oh, no, because we haven't only been doing this for three. Oh, <laughs> three <and a> half. <laughs> no,
1: it can't yeah, be. we've been doing this for three and a half years. So it was probably like two or three years ago.
0: Oh, well, that's quite a while <laughs> Yeah,
1: that's quite a, <laughs> but quite a while but ago. Also means we're in the bargain bin. Remember. yeah that's true (laughs) don't don't point that out no it's like it's like when you used to get your records or cds and you know they'd gone down from two quid or whatever to 10p and everybody's in the bargain but we're in
0: the bargain bin (laughs) yeah so have you ever felt that then? because I mean as I've mentioned that I felt the imposter syndrome first of all when I was on that Podcast, and yeah. then when I got my ma- my art was being noticed enough to be published in a magazine. So those are the two first times that I ever felt, oh my gosh, I feel such an imposter. What about you? What was yeah, the first well, time? I,
1: I I felt imposter. Oh god, I, c- I couldn't tell you the first time because I've, I've had it loads of times. You know, when when someone asks you to do a drawing for them, even mm. you know that's that's weird. But probably one of mine is when we first started the kicking the crows podcast and talked about art. Because I'd done a podcast before, but it was always uh, interviewing people. Yeah. So it wasn't my opinions mm. or, you know, say, or mine and your opinions. It was just me asking someone else about themselves. And, and saying your own opinions is, is such a different thing. Yeah. And I was thinking, wow, well, I don't know if I've, I'm qualified to talk about art because I've only just started drawing by hand again. Because, you know, I'd probably been doing it for six months, I guess, by the time we started the podcast. I'd Because we'd been
0: doing the challenge. Yeah, but you'd before. done it before and you'd been a graphic yes. designer for years. So you were an artist of sorts. You were just doing it digitally.
1: Yeah, I know. But we were talking about drawing by hand yeah. and some of the things, weren't we? And, yeah. And I just thought, I'm not sure if I should be giving people advice because I've just started doing this. But then now I think about it, ironically, that's probably what made it better because you were the more experienced artist that drawing by hand selling your work and stuff like that but I was probably more in the position that some of the people who were listening to the podcast were yep. so some might yeah. be in your position some some were in mine it's like the spice girls again isn't it <laughs> so it's so like you, you,
0: you were experienced spice and I was newbie, newbie spice oh. yeah but but I think I think because of that, you know, people then could go on a journey with you, couldn't they? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and see yeah, that going on a
1: journey. Yeah, newbie spice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> newbie spice.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I, I guess you have you have to ask yourself um, why you feel like an imposter. That's another thing, isn't it? Um, is it because you're comparing yourself to other people who are more experienced? Um, because no matter how good you get, there's Always going to be those people more experienced than you, or who you think are better than you, and that's where that that saying I said earlier okay you know, comes in. Perfection is a state which is always at least one step ahead of where you're already at, um, you know, something that's never really going to be achievable. And I think that sums things up perfectly, really. But instead of thinking that someone else's art is better than yours. Why not just accept that actually it's just different? And that's what makes art so interesting that everybody has a, a different style or a different ap- approach, um, a different level of bravery, such as someone like Tracy Emin, um, do you know what I mean, who, who is willing yeah. to just put anything out there and, and see what sticks, you know. And make a lot of money from it. And make a huge amount of money. If, yeah. if you're really, um, if you are really a, a much... Earlier stage in your art and you know that you're not where you want to be that does not make you an imposter you know all all beginners have a place in art without beginners there would be no experts so remember that if you are a beginner and you think oh who am I to be doing this well yeah art needs you (laughs) everyone needs beginners because you're the people that are gonna because then we can show off that we're a few steps ahead of you (laughs) (laughs) And one day other people will be following along saying, I want to be like you, you know, that's the beauty of it. It's funny, actually, I went out
1: uh, for lunch with some old school friends of mine uh, this week and um, one of them was really nice. She goes, oh, I love your art. And I said, oh, I should have brought my sketchbook along. and I could have sketched all." She goes, oh, that would have been good. Bet that would have been great. Could you, you know? Could you sketch us all really well? Like, I know I couldn't sketch you all really well, it would probably look terrible because I haven't drawn it. But they would assume that because I can draw these abstract faces, because I'm practiced, yeah, and I've drawn a lot of them, they would assume that then I could sit there and draw them all really well, you know, draw them as a sketch
0: in, in, in 10 minutes, so, yeah,
1: yeah, well, not even in 10 minutes, even if I did in half an hour. but. What you don't realise is that people are good at some things, but not at others as well. Yeah. So if you stuck oil paint in my hands, like in yours oil paint, I'd never be able to do that. But then if I asked you to draw an abstract face, you'd have a lot more trouble yeah. with that. Yeah. So it's hard to compare things as well, isn't it? When you do such, like you say, different things. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think the best thing to do is compare yourself to yourself. Does that sound weird?
0: No, I agree. But, I totally but agree.
1: So look back at the stuff you created like a few months or a few years ago and see how much you've improved. And it, funnily enough, I found the other day, and I didn't think I still had this. This was on my Facebook. Do you remember years ago we did that? Does alcohol make you more? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Challenge? It was because we've been talking about it. And on Facebook, I found the drawing we did or well, drawing I did mm. of a wine bottle, in uh, both, and
0: both of them were shocking. Oh God, so oh, am mine never... though. But we were like bladdered when we drew them. <laughs> no, but one of them we weren't. One of them we were sober. <laughs> yeah, and, and but that... my sober one was terrible. Yeah, and also I remember that, and I remember. Because, you know, I can draw a wine bottle. Of course I can. But the thing is, I remember, because we weren't really filming anything we were doing at the time. I never had. And I had this this problem where as soon as the camera was on, I felt like, I no. can't draw. I can't draw. <laughs> we, we didn't
1: film ourselves. Did we not? No. I we, thought um, we did. We took a photo of the work. Then. No, because oh, yeah. we talked about it afterwards with the camera. Oh, right. Yeah.
0: I oh god! Well, I've got no excuse just, then. <laughs> mine was you just did this some video, didn't you? You did something. On I did. I'm pretty sure I did something like that. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. But I, I couldn't believe it because I knew
1: obviously it wasn't good. But I thought, oh my god, it's terrible!
0: It was literally terrible. See, I don't but remember thinking yours was terrible at all. I, if I find it for you, I'm show pretty you sure it. I probably thought, oh, that's better than mine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I bet you if I show you it, now you'll think it's terrible. I'm going to no, send it to you if I no. find it. But, I mean, I think like you were saying before, um, like, say, for example, like Tracey Emin, if you look at a work of loads of famous artists that is worth a fortune, if I'd created some of those works of art, I'd be bloody pleased because I'd be... A millionaire. Be rich. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. But I'd... Um, I'd be thinking, oh, God, that's one for the bin. That's one I wouldn't be putting any sentence of why I like it on Instagram. Yeah. So, yeah. But it, isn't that amazing that there'd be a piece of work you'd be embarrassed to have created that is worth millions?
0: Yeah. And yet you might be known for that more than anything, yeah. which might, would be really frustrating, actually, if you could really, really draw, and yet you're known more for the stuff that you just do like that. It's almost unfair, isn't it? Why don't they like the work I, I do that looks like something? I don't know.
1: Yeah. yeah but perhaps you wouldn't worry about it too much if it's maybe working, not I mean, oh you could well just think I could
0: do that for, do what I like for fun anyway yeah. yeah but the other thing is not to assume everything's going to work either because no matter how good you are how experienced you are you know you're always going to create work that you're not that impressed with or you don't like I mean without mistakes there's no improvement so um, you have to make mistakes to evolve anyway but all artists do work they're not happy with from time to time it's completely normal so you know when, when you feel like karate kicking your painting because it just hasn't worked out then just do that and move on to the next and I've actually done that to one of the paintings myself I've karate kicked it and put a hole in it but don't see that painting as a sign that you're inferior to the other artists because you know everybody produces work they're not confident about from time to time it's just that we don't necessarily see them I mean either that or they understand that you know we're rarely our own best judge so they'll put them out there anyway like you did with your recent face that you were talking about yeah and most likely other people will love it as you found despite bizarre isn't it yeah despite what you think of your own work it doesn't mean to say that other people will agree Uh, Yeah, I I just will never,
1: ever get that. It's just so bizarre. Mm. It's like, what I find really weird, I don't know if it's a bit off topic, but when you do a challenge, say for example, uh, and let's say, for example, I'm creating these faces. Yeah. uh, I don't know kind of what I'm looking for as I do it, and then something emerges. Yeah. Yeah, so a lot will be complete, I think they're complete pants. (laughs) (laughs) But... Within it, you'll find something and that will become the thread that you might hang a load of future works off. Yeah. But it doesn't mean what you've created is bad. It's just a means to find the next place. And that's not really to do with imposter syndrome, is it? But I thought i will throw it in there. (laughs) Anyway, moving (laughs) on. You could ask yourself a question. What would you need to do or achieve to not feel like an imposter. And I think this is a real tricky one. You might even want to write it down. So because you you keep moving goalposts. So you might say now if you thought about it. What I need to do is to draw something that my mum likes. Or to sell my first painting. That might be what you need to do to not feel like an imposter. Now write that down. And if you put that away somewhere and you've forgotten about it. I can guarantee that in a year's time, if your mum now likes your picture or you've sold one, you'll probably still like, feel like an imposter. Yeah. But it would be interesting to see that you've achieved your goal, but just the goal keeps moving. What's your answer to that question then? I, I'm trying to think about this, and I really don't know. Mm. I, I think... I, see, I always say I'd need to be a successful artist, but what is a successful artist?
0: Yeah, it's a, it's I, such a straight. It's such a tricky question because there's yeah. there's so many different answers you could that would be right or wrong. There is <laughs> <laughs> because I, I guess for me when I see people um, on Instagram, um,
1: say for example Deb Weir's, mm. literally pretty much everything she draws, it will say sold by it when she posts it on Instagram. There'll be odd ones that don't. Now for me, that would definitely be a big measure of success. But that's only one side of things because I also want kicking the crates to be a success and to not feel like an imposter, you know, to feel like I've done something. Yeah. So what about you?
0: Well, I didn't know you were going to say any of that. So (laughs) I (laughs) haven't really thought about it. Um, Well, I didn't know you were going to ask me. No, but no, but what would I need to achieve? Well, don't you feel like an imposter? Maybe you don't. Oh no, yeah, of course. I think, but I think, I don't think that just comes with being an artist though. I think in any field of work, you can feel like an imposter, can't you? You perhaps feel other people are more successful than you or they're better at the job than you are or whatever. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if there would ever be a time when I wouldn't feel like an imposter. If the if I got better and better and I, I did more and more, would that make me feel more of an imposter? Do, because mm. like I said before, the main time you start feeling like an imposter is when you're doing well. The better you do, the more likely you're going to feel like an imposter.
1: Yeah, because you're still learning the stuff you need to to be well, you, you feel like you are. But that's to be the thing about art, isn't it? Yeah. You're
0: always still learning. You you can't, can't stop learning when no. it comes to art. No. You can't ever know everything there is to know about art and you can't ever get as good as you could be. You, you just, I don't know. That's the thing about it, isn't it? But yeah, I, I do feel like an imposter a lot. Um, that's why we're always very careful when we do this podcast, aren't we? That we only really talk about subjects that we're comfortable talking about because we've experienced them you know we we haven't done podcasts specifically on say for instance um how to nail instagram i mean we've talked about this a lot haven't we where we none of neither of us are amazing at instagram neither of us no. have got loads and loads and loads of followers or anything like that um and so who would we be to then do a an episode saying today we're going to talk about how to get more followers on Instagram because we we don't feel confident enough on our own Instagram pages to be able to do that. What we would do is we'd get somebody in who was really good on Instagram to be interviewed. Um, but yeah, or we'd talk about our experience of Instagram. Uh, uh, yeah, not Ex- not from a expert field, yeah but just how we feel what, about what's it. What's worked yeah. for us to a yeah. certain degree i don't think we would do a whole (laughs) no 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 but but i think i think that then would make me feel like an imposter because i think well yeah really who am i to do that because i'm not an expert on that field so that yeah that's why we when we choose the subjects we're going to talk about it's very much to do with something that either one of us have experienced or both at some point
1: well but the weird thing is i think i told you about this the other day i was watching a um it was through a course i bought and There was a woman who was talking about selling your art on Instagram. And she actually said, I haven't got many followers. And she actually hadn't got, she'd got less than me Mm. followers. But she was selling her art through it. And so there is where that weird thing comes in, doesn't it? Also, I think
0: with anything like that, it's the time you put into it. I mean, I know that to get more followers, I'd probably need to be posting absolutely every single day on instagram and i just have not got the time to do that if i just totally decided okay i'm gonna not do anything now for the next month apart from concentrate on instagram and painting and posting then probably i would build up my followers but i haven't i haven't been able to try that at any point so i can't i can't say whether you could do actually
1: this is another diversion (laughs) what you could do (laughs) is when you're painting in your studio you could take um so when you start doing your painting mm. on one of them take a photo and then you start on the other take a photo take a photo of your setup so you could take about 10 photos and then you
0: could schedule that for next two weeks I know and that's what you call being really organized isn't it <laughs> <laughs> I know it's terrible I know exactly what you're saying yeah and that wouldn't actually take you that long because no. you've
1: done it as you get a bit of a pain but you've done it as you're going along
0: but you'd be surprised how much time that takes out of your day where you should just be oh, creating. Yes. That's the thing. Yeah. You yeah, know, if you're painting and then you think, oh God, I've got, to, I've got to just quickly do something for Instagram. As important as it is really, the most important part is the creative part, isn't it? And it's surprising how much time something like that to set up can, can take time and take a good chunk of your day out, a, a chunk which you could have been painting. So it's I, I'm always in a bit of a fight with myself. And I think it's because, you know, I'm not in... I, I I don't paint full time because I don't have the time to paint full time. So when I do, I try really hard to focus on it, you know. But yeah. there'll come a point where there does come a point where you've got to balance it. You've got to also share because, you know, otherwise, what's the point in anyone following you? Well, and also, I guess it
1: depends the reason you're doing your creation. Yeah, um, and you can you can sell yours fairly well anyway. You, you sell a lot of your work without too much pushing. So you don't have to do do that thing. But I guess if you're doing it full time, you probably do have to spend fifty percent of your oh, time. Yeah. If you're doing something full time,
0: you do you yeah. spend as much time on the marketing as the creative yeah. for sure. Yeah. I mean that's that's exactly what I would do, you know. But if you if you're in one of those people who are prone, I think some people are more prone to imposter syndrome than others, and maybe it's the confidence thing, I don't know. But if you are prone to imposter syndrome, one really good thing to do is to actually hang some prints, um, if you don't have the originals, um, of some of the work you've done in the past that you're most proud of. And hang it near where you paint. And that way, when you're doubtful of your abilities, you can you can look at them and and remind yourself of what you are actually capable of. Because like I said earlier, not everything will go well. Not everything can possibly go well. Um, But when you do experience those times when you're painting and you think, oh, actually, I'm really doubtful of this. I'm going through that skanky teenage stage that I talk about. That's where I often feel like, oh, God, I can't look at this painting anymore. It's not going to go right. But actually, when I look back at some other paintings I've got, I just think, God, they all went through that stage and I just had to push through it. Um, And it's funny, isn't it? We recently, the two of us, because um, we're doing, and certainly we will be doing more filming in our studios, um, certainly by next year, I wanted to um, make my art studio a bit more sort of functional for me and and my husband was so good he did it all out for me as I've spoken about I'm sure a hundred times but you know he he basically redecorated my studio which was fantastic and you have got this amazing print haven't you Tara that you have up on your office wall of it's all abstract faces um, you've done isn't it yeah and 15 is I'm it 15 yeah okay and it looks fantastic and it's all your work and it sort of sits behind you so when you're on film you people instantly know what kind of thing you do. And so um, I got one done as well, didn't I, for my art studio, mainly for if I film, then I've got the same sort of thing. Because we're a team as well, it's nice to have a similar kind of background, isn't it, where, you know... Yeah. And um, I would never have really thought about hanging my stuff all around my art studio at all. And I haven't got anything hanging up in my art studio, but this is the first time I've had my work up there, you know, in poster form. Uh, Several of the pieces that I've done in the past that I was obviously, you know, I obviously liked. And it's it's funny because, yeah, I look at them now and I think, oh, it's actually really nice to have that hanging around. It kind of reminds me, yes, you know, this is my art studio and that's why I'm in here because I want to produce things like that. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And if I do go through a stage where it's like, oh, this is not working, I I can just look up and think, well, no, they all went through this stage. So it does help. So just remind yourself what you can do by doing that. And actually, you know, from my own experience, I think that that's actually, it's very helpful. Well, there's a couple of things I'd I'd think on that is that,
1: Also, we've mentioned before, but if anyone sends you a note saying they like your work, like a message, Mm. print that out. Put that on a notice board because I think that's really helpful as well to make you feel better about yourself. Yeah. Um, Going back to talking about the poster, you know, the poster with the one I've done for a start with the faces on. Yeah. That was one of the first things that made me feel more confident about my faces Mm. when I got that large poster back. I think because when you see your own work and it's got tatty edges... You know, yeah, because I haven't framed them. They don't look finished and polished, do they? No. And then I had this big print come and I looked at them like, oh God, I did those. Yeah. Because it, it felt almost like they were done by a different person because they were then on this different medium altogether, if that makes sense. Yeah. I felt like I was looking, I was distanced from it. And I could see it through different eyes. It's a bit like when um, you
0: used to show me on the videos that we sometimes made. Oh, you know, Or we were just FaceTiming each other and you were like, oh, I don't know, what do you think of this? I'm not sure. And I'd be like, honestly, Tara, that is really lovely. You put a frame around that and you'll see it will look completely, it would really finish it off. And I remember one day you did, didn't you? You decided, okay, I'll yeah. get a frame. And you were like, I can't believe it. It does, yeah, you're right. It really does make it seem finished it well, looks different yeah. yeah it looks polished but
1: seeing them like that I look at it now and I do come in my room and I think oh they look good, good. yeah but I, I do then have a, the fight I think I've, I've told you about before with like I shouldn't be experimenting because I should be carrying on doing those uh, and another thing you can try is you can pretend that your work was created by a friend like what would if you looked at that piece of work what would you say about it if a friend created it now because you know you've created it yourself You'll say all sorts of hideous things to yourself about it, but you probably wouldn't say that to a friend. Mm. One, you wouldn't want to hurt their feelings, but also you would probably see the good things in it and tell them about
0: the good things, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah, definitely. You're never horrible about my stuff. You no, because be. I like it. <laughs> no, but I am honest with you. I mean, there's times before you said, oh, you know... I'm really not happy about this one I hate it and I'll look at it and I'll just giggle and go this is usually when we're out sketching isn't it we're both very um we both have a lot of fun when we're out sketching and you'll go oh my god and I'll go yeah yeah not your best work Tara and and the other way around you know and it's but on the other hand sometimes I'll be like oh it's amazing I don't know what you're worried about sort of thing and it's just it's you know it's just fine to be like that when you know someone well enough you don't always want you would the thing as well is i've always said just like when you you go out with someone and you go shopping yeah you know if your bum does look big in that you want someone to say yes your bum does look big in that don't you don't want them to be or polite and say it's not it's not really for you yeah
1: maybe you can do it kindly oh
0: yes not yeah, yeah. let's let's say yeah don't say my ass <laughs> You want somebody to, because otherwise you'll continue walking around in something that really doesn't suit you sort of thing. And you don't want that. You, you have to find a, a person or some people, if you're lucky, that can you can have that will be very kindly honest with you. But I, I'm not horrible about your work. I never would be. But I, I'm honest about it. And I, I just really enjoy it. And I think maybe it's because it's so different than mine that I enjoy it so much.
1: And maybe sometimes when I ask you, you say you like it, it's because I've got imposter syndrome (laughs) (laughs) because I assume that you're just saying that to be nice. I I know.
0: I know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, we have got very different works.
0: Yeah. Totally different. Um, but like we've said before, there's a place for everybody in every style and that's what makes art so interesting, you know, well, going back to what you were saying earlier, I know you briefly mentioned, um, Putting some positive comments you've received about your work and pinning them on a board or something where you can see them, yeah. You do that, don't you? And, and especially when we get a nice review on, on the podcast, and that you'll put them up on a board. And I, like I said, I really I want to find these all these reviews and print them out and do that because I love that idea, I really do. Yeah,
1: well, it's, I think Kevin was the one that said you should keep those and print them out, and then when you're feeling down, mm. look at them. And he, because he says, like. Not everybody, you know, not everybody gets comments like that sent through. No, it's so, so true. Uh, I mean,
0: so if someone does say something nice. As well, th- the good reason for it is if you've got, say, say you, pa- you post something on social media yeah, and you have 50 really good comments on a painting you've just done, but you have one that says, mm, I'm not really enjoying that one you will literally focus on that one comment out of those 50. Your brain will wipe out all of those amazing comments you had and it will purely focus on that one. So, you know, by concentrating on those good ones and putting them up where you can see them, it'll kind of reinforce your confidence, you know, and just burn the other ones. (laughs) Yeah, totally odd. But it's not just us
1: mere mortals that feels like imposters at some point, even famous people, and prime ministers and presidents. Because I remember hearing that a ex-UK prime minister felt like he had an apostasy imposter- syndrome. It was David Cameron, actually. Um, so I Googled it, because so I was trying to find out a bit more about it and what he'd said. But instead, when I I did find it that he did have that, but I found one saying New Zealand's Prime Minister, Jacinda Ardern, has revealed she suffers imposter syndrome and watches bad crime shows to wind down. <laughs> that's not a way I'd find to wind down. I know, I <laughs> do think that's rather weird. So if you do find that you have imposter syndrome, try a bad crime show.
0: <laughs> but isn't that weird yeah, that's that really Prime weird. Ministers yeah. have it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's quite scary. You would think, when they're, you think they're, they're running s- your country. <laughs> But you would think <laughs> those people were so
1: yeah intelligent. Right, full of themselves and confident That mm. they wouldn't you know yeah
0: I I do they would wonder feel that because I always think as well um, people who can talk really well in public yeah because I have this fear of going blank which occasionally I'm you know if I'm under Maybe pressure your mouth carries on even when your mind does go blank does that's it? the problem though <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps moving. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I was I was really um, I find people who can talk very very eloquently uh, and be so articulate when they're talking in public and not have any fear of going blank. I think it's amazing. Yeah, I
1: think it's amazing too. I saw this thing about um, talking well and trying to get out rid of the ums. You know how like, when we talk, we fill everything with ums. It's because you're thinking yeah and uh they they said to try and go to you know these practice speech places i can't call them toastmasters whatever and then you get someone every time you say um they like bang something or ring a bell oh how irritating i know it'd be really irritating but apparently doing stuff like that actually gets you out of it because then your brain actually registers
0: when you do it yeah i do you know what i've never really noticed in the beginning when say for instance when we used to record this podcast i think probably we did do a lot of ums and ours but I don't think we do it so much now unless I just probably probably do different fillers instead yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know you know oh yeah we have had the odd words haven't we (laughs) gotta stop (laughs) saying that yeah anyway so the bottom line is ultimately you need to focus on the fact that if you've got imposter syndrome it's normally because you're doing well and not because you're a fraud which is basically what we said to begin with so Probably didn't need yeah. the rest of the episode, really. No. Yeah. Um,
1: anyway, so let's go on to our previous question. And our previous question was, if someone narrated your life, who would you want to be the narrator?
0: Yeah, and you asked me, didn't you, if somebody narrated yes, my life. And did you have an answer as well? Yeah, it was going to be you, so I had a sexy laugh. Oh, that's so right. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to think about this and I thought, Do you know who I'd like to be the narrator of my I'm life? I'm hoping it's going to be me. Well, apart from you, obviously you'd be my first choice, <laughs> obviously. But if I had to, if I had to choose a different person other than yeah. you, it would be the guy. I don't know his name. It would be the guy who narrates Big Brother, or used to when it was oh, on. Oh,
1: yeah, that'd be good.
0: Dear one in the Big Busby House, Sandra is procrastinating in the art studio. <laughs> you've, been pra- you've been practicing that, haven't you? Oh, it took me weeks. I'll tell you what. Um, I am rubbish at accents, so I'm so apologetic to anyone who that was is, really good. That was good from Newcastle. <laughs> I'm, I'm terrible at accents. Oh, how funny though! If that was going on in the background, that would be so distracting, wouldn't it? Oh yeah. It imagine if be. it was Depends actually if... in the background. And I also, when I watch films and um, TV shows, and it, I'm like, oh god! Imagine if that because they always play so much music in the background. Sometimes I find it really irritating. And I always imagine, God, imagine if you had that kind of cinematic music playing in the back of your life um, constantly. But can you imagine if say, say for instance, right, you heard a sound when you were in bed, yeah, downstairs, and there'd be a creepy, tune and there'd be, the yeah, or you just went for a nice little swim in the sea, and you had the Jaws music going <laughs> on. You, you know, you'd never, you'd never sleep, would you? <laughs> like,
1: it could, I can imagine if some people had a really vivid imagination, maybe they get that.
0: Yeah, or you'd get that psycho shower music when you got in the shower. <laughs> Why is it got
1: to be horrible? Why can't it be like sexy
0: shower music? Oh, sexy shower music. Oh, now we're talking. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, it would be funny though. But yeah, how distracting would it be? It'd be really awful. So yeah, yeah that would be the person who would, be, um, who would uh, be narrating my life. I think that would be, okay. mainly because I think that would make me chuckle a lot. Anyway, so um, we had quite a few answers to this. Roving Jay, she said, I'm going to be greedy and I'm going to have a panel discussion during the re- narrating Van Gogh, Manet and Toulouse-Lautrec. During the process, they'll take it in turns to illustrate my life as well as narrating it. Now, that's a travel sketchbook I'd treasure. Can you imagine? Great answer yeah, as Yeah, well. I love it.
1: And I think it's Lautrec, isn't it? Toulouse-Lautrec? I've always called him Lautrec. Have you? Maybe you're right. People, oh, Lord people Trek. write him with your answers. Yeah, just send him to
0: Tara. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, don't do
1: <laughs> <laughs> Right, we've got Adrian Sutherland and she says, Bill Nighy, I could listen to his bo- voice all day. Can't believe I had to look at the spelling of Nighy. I don't actually know who Bill Nighy is, although I do recognise his name. Yeah, anyway, I've got Weeping Dove Studio, Cindy Lauper, she has the cutest voice. So, I've got Whitmore Carroll, and she says, My one and only daughter, of
0: course. <laughs> I've got Michael Beckett, Ryan Reynolds as his Deadpool character. I hate to admit this, but I never watched Deadpool either. No, me neither. Um, I've got Becky Smith, and I like this one, David
1: Attenborough, because that would be funny. Wouldn't oh, that'd that would be Treat hilarious. You're Like you're an animal in your habitat. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I love it. Oh, he's got the most amazing voice as well, hasn't he? An unforgettable yeah. voice. I love it. Um, I've got Alan Green, the legendary Dustin Hoffman, as the absolutely legendary Richard Burton is already pushing up daisies. I've got Andy W. Art. He says, I would have to choose someone with the same accent and sense
1: of humour. So Dave Spikey with my choice. If you want a few minutes of laughter, try Dave Spikey Wigan Pies on YouTube. There are a couple of f bombs though, so that's why I'm not
0: posting a link. Oh, I'm glad you didn't make us read those out either. <laughs> <laughs> what are the f bombs? I'd have given them to you. <laughs> um, I've got John Killian Holt, Jesco White, because I want people to know I was salt of the earth. Now I googled this person, this Jesco White, uh, and basically he's
1: being sarcastic because he definitely wasn't salt of the earth. <laughs> I've got Maren Grozen. She says, Bro, poetic, funny, deep, queen of storytelling in Denmark.
0: And I've got Helen de Perakave. I'm so sorry. I do not know how to pronounce your name. She said, Nora Batty. She's got the right accent and attitude. Oh, who doesn't love Nora Batty? I've got Penny
1: Henriksen. She says, I think Tom Hiddleston or Benedict Cumberpatch. they would give me a worthy dose of gravitas. A feeling of complex emotionality, an off the wall level of snarky humour that is really me, and everyone would enjoy listening to them. I've
0: got Maria Kelly, Diane Morgan, as Philharmonica Kunk. I think she's hilarious and might actually make my pretty humdrum life amusing. I love that Philomena Kunk, I think that's really funny. Anyway, we have a brand new question for you, which is and this again a bit serious we need to find a fun one for next time but this is interesting do you believe that it's important to be accepted by others as being creative or is just doing what you love to do enough to justify your work so and why i think we should add. oh okay and why
1: yeah because we don't just want yes or no no we want some
0: interesting answers we do we do
1: and as always, you can tweet us your answers, Kit Creatives, or let us know in the Facebook group, which if you haven't joined already, I would suggest you do. We'll put the question up there and also on the Facebook page. And of course, I'll put it up on Instagram, which is
0: Kit in the Creatives. So we hope that gave you the kick in the creatives you needed. And don't forget to pop over to our website at kickinthecreatives.com to find out how you can take part in some of our upcoming creative challenges. And of course, there you can also subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you do enjoy the podcast, we would be so grateful if you would leave us a review on either iTunes or wherever you listen to us, or even just a star rating if you don't have much time. Also, don't forget to check out our Neo Colours Whack Pastel course at kickinthecreatives.com forward slash Neo And if you enjoy what we do and you'd like to help us here at Kicking the Creatives and help support us, um, you can now do so by buying us a coffee and you can find the Kofi link on our website. And that's it! That's it! All right. See you next time. See you next time. Bye! Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode and if you did, perhaps you'd like to share it and leave a review for us on iTunes. Back soon.
1: Oh, I think our bell's just gone. Bear with me. Okay. Doorbell.
0: Sorry, it's a postie <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting there thinking do you know what I swear she's just invited him in for coffee <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it's posted because our post box is on the gate so I have to go out to the gate <laughs> oh I see yeah and then exciting um, in your post box I don't know it's a it's parcel but I don't remember ordering anything oh no it I might have. be art open it It might be art materials do you want me to open I want you to open it, open it live on, it. on air yeah go on See if it's no. on our materials. It's got loads of tape on it, needs a... I've just washed my hands, so I've <laughs> just done the old twenty second hand wash. Oh, <laughs> so that's I can't know Oh, I'm sitting here thinking yeah. <laughs> Crudley, this is a long visit. Or snarling away or anything, if you had the water. I've got a
0: sketchbook arriving today. Have you? Yeah. What sort? You oh, know those Canson? This, those Canson XL mixed oh, yes. media? Well I decided that I was um, for our next London trip I wanted to get another seven by ten rather than the bigger ones. Yeah. And um, the bigger ones, they—I think—they come from America because they take them in weeks to come. I thought, oh no! Do you know what? I really need this because we're going to be meeting up in September. I really need to make sure I have one in time for that. I had a look, and um, the seven by ten ones were on prime. Oh right! That's so I, good. It's coming today. I it tomorrow. I was really
1: happy. Oh, excellent. Yeah. I might get myself one so we can
0: match. Yeah, let's match. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah. I can't remember I can't, I can't
0: remember. remember Um